Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. I tell you when you get a fucking water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today's August 11th, 2019. 28 days to kick off. And five days till next preseason game? Yeah. Friday. The 16th. We are playing the Dolphins. They're coming to Bucks, Raymond James Stadium. The game is at 7.30 p.m. We're going to get to the last preseason game, give you our thoughts and some things we picked up. But first, some news around the league. Chandler Catanzaro has announced that he's retiring. <laughs> After that horrible performance he had. Yeah, with the Jets. Yeah. What did he have, a miss? He missed like two point after attempts. Yeah, at that point, I think you just need to call it quits. There was some sad news today. Steelers wide receiver coach Daryl Drake died suddenly at the age of 62. Did he die in his sleep? I don't know. They didn't say. I don't think they really knew. It was kind of, they said it was early morning. It was in the morning Sunday, which that was pretty fast to get the news out there. The Steelers canceled practice because of it. He actually coached under B.A. at Arizona from 2013 to 2017. He was a wide receiver coach there. Yeah. And then he went to the Steelers in 2018, so this was going to be his second year here. So that was unfortunate. B.A. tweeted about it. Jake Arians tweeted about it. It's been really – there's a lot of players have been talking about it. Riley Burlow. Burlow. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Remember him from – HBO Hard Knocks. I do. He was released by the Titans. Ah, uh, you hate to see that. Don't know if he's going to get picked up anywhere. Probably not. I mean, he's a perennials backup, yeah. second stringer, third stringer. He might get with somebody for league minimum or something. But that might be the end of his career. Yeah, it could be. We still follow him on Twitter. The Buccaneers have released Evan Smith. Oh, my gosh. Offensive lineman. And thank God, because when we rewatched... The Steelers game, he was terrible. Watching the game live, I was like, man, Evan Smith looks like he's having a rough night. But then re-watching it later, he had a really, really bad night. Now, we, we joked about him being drunk a lot because when he started for us, he had some really bad plays. He did some like really weird stuff like he's down there about to hike the ball and, and he just falls forward onto his head. Yeah, it just fell over for no reason. <laughs> and... It wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't drunk Friday night. Really? That's how bad he played. He snapped the ball one time and forgot the ball. <laughs> like the important part. Yeah. Thankfully, he got a false start penalty on that one rather than turning the ball over. Yeah. I wonder if the Steelers would have jumped on the ball if that would have been a turnover. Right. I didn't even think about that. I know. But yeah, he just... I mean, he moved the ball a little bit, but then his arm went up and there was no ball attached. The ball was still <laughs> sitting there. And then he stood up. Everybody, you know, moved like they thought the ball was snapped. And then he, they blew the whistle, I think, pretty quickly, thankfully. But that wasn't the only thing. I mean, he he was just getting tossed around. and, throw, and Knocked on his ass. Falling down. Yeah, it was really, really, really bad. But it does clear up about $2 million in cap room. It gives us about $4.5 million in space. Still not a whole lot. Right. And Nate Trywin, Trywin, he was practicing as a second-string center today. He was okay, I thought, during the preseason game. He's the one that recovered that fumble. Yeah. And I think he did have a penalty, but it was declined. I was going through all the penalties today because it was so 
There were a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of We also lost wide receiver Bryant Mitchell during the game. He suffered a torn Achilles, and they put him on IR. So that was a shame because he was really having a good game before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, don't know if he'll stay on the team. Right, or if, you know, we'll waive him with an injury settlement. We put him on IR, so I don't know. Is an Achilles like a one-year injury? It appears so. Like an ACL. We ended up signing defensive lineman Shane Bowman. He's the guy we were working out on our last podcast. We talked about him. Right. He went to school with Vita. So we did end up signing him, which I don't know. That Our defensive line depth is not great. So maybe that'll add some there. We also signed Micah Abernathy. He's a safety. He went to Tennessee in college and then spent some time with the Vikings this offseason. Players not practicing today per pewter report. This is Sunday. Was a defensive tackle Vita Vea. Which they said he's got a knee brace on, but he's still walking around practice and everything. Linebacker Levante David. Defensive end Anthony Nelson. Linebacker Justin Evans. Why do they have him listed he's as a linebacker. linebacker? Just a mistake. Safety Justin Evans. Wide receiver Scotty Miller. Quarterback Nick Fitzgerald. Linebacker Shaquille Barrett. Offensive lineman Shane Bowman. Safety Mike Edwards who pulled the hamstring. They're saying he's going to be about seven days before he can get back. And linebacker Corey Nelson. Yeah, I didn't even notice Mike Edwards. Was he playing? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I didn't notice if he was playing. He didn't do anything special. Yeah, we'll talk about that because I felt the same way. Before we get into the preseason game, we got to give a shout-out to Randy Stevens on Twitter. He had predicted two sacks for Noah Spence. Wanted us to give him a shout-out if Noah Spence got two sacks. Noah Spence did not get two sacks. But we're going to shout you out anyway, Randy. Yeah, Noah Spence played well. He had a couple of opportunities for sacks. Yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't have any sacks. There was one I thought they were going to credit him for. Right, that's what I thought, too. There were a few times where he got to the quarterback, and then I don't know what happened. He was all over the place, though. And it bothered me. He was getting pressure on the outside, and then the interior of the line was just doing nothing. So all the quarterback had to do was step up in the pocket. It was annoying. Spence had an issue with hands to the face. They called him with one penalty, but I saw two or three other times that they didn't call. Apparently, he's putting his hands up really high on the tackle, and that's how he's getting leveraged, pushing them back. Now, he's, he's not a really big guy. But he's pushing, he was pushing those linemen back pretty good. He was, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was really productive. I liked what I saw. Yeah, so that, 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 we'll just go back into the preseason game, talk about it. What do you see? What do you, what do you think? I want to talk about one player that really impressed me and then one that did not impress me at all. Tanner Hudson, tight end. He was, uh, Ryan Griffin's go to, and I thought he played really well. I like him for maybe a number three or four guy. He had that, that excellent catch, that one-handed catch in, for the touchdown. And then they talked to him in the locker room afterwards. And I think it was Cameron Bray walked by as they were talking to him and said he ran the wrong route. Oh, and, no. <laughs> yeah, he got called out. And so Hudson said, yeah, I did make the, I did run the wrong route. So that's why I had to make a spectacular catch <laughs> to make up for it. I don't think B.A. can be mad about that one. Nah. I mean, if you're going to screw up like that. Make up with it. Yeah, make up make a, a play. Good play. I've actually got two, two of two underwhelming. I don't want to say players because one's not a player. First of all, the secondary, this younger secondary. Where were they? Mm-hmm. 
VH3 was there for, he got an interception, which was called back because of Noah Spence's hands to the face. But didn't he get torched on another one? Yes, he did. Like a, a big one. Well, he didn't really get torched. And, and I mean, he was right there. He actually had his hand in between the receiver's arms. But the, the receiver did get space. He, he should have had the ball. He, he should have turned around, saw the ball coming, and intercepted it or whatever. I saw way too much of that where secondary was staring the receivers down again like they did last year. B.A. actually made a comment about bunting. He was like, did he play tonight? I didn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, he said that to Murphy Bunting. And Bunting was actually responsible, I think, for two or three penalties and a really big one for like 27 yards that pass interference that B.A. challenged unsuccessfully. Yeah, he showed nothing. And like you said, the secondary just didn't. And I was in, I was kind of shocked at how... The tackling was bad. Uh, there was wide open receivers, and the guys weren't looking for the ball. You know, there was they were looking at the wide receivers again, and, and sometimes they were right on the wide receiver, and the wide receivers still make the catch. I was really expecting a lot more from our defense in this game, especially against basically the Steelers' second and third stringers because you know, they didn't play hardly any other starters. Our defense, their defense. Only had two starters play. That was Mark Barron and their safety Edwards. And Mark Barron, he's listed in front of Brian Burns, their top. Devin Bush. Yes. Devin Bush. (laughs) Not Brian Brian Burns. Burns. It's Carolina. Um, But it probably won't stay that way. Not the way Bush played. He He played great. But so did Devin White, I thought. Didn't do any spectacular plays, but he was running around the field and he was hitting people. I like that. Yes, not not impressed with our defense like I was expecting to be. In the formation, we were playing a lot of off coverage. I don't know if they're... Yes, I saw one with Ryan Smith where he's like 10 yards away. He looked just like Brett Grimes. Yeah, he did play really well. I was impressed with him. He had a few good tackles. One where the runner... I think stiff-armed him and knocked him down. Tried to, yeah. And Brian got him by the ankle, so I was happy to see that. I mean, he still got him down, even though he got stiff-armed. And he had a pass defense that I saw. Wasn't a pass defense. I don't know. He made a couple of plays where I was like, oh, he looks pretty good. But I was surprised that we didn't see more different looks on the defense. I was expecting to see that, but I don't know if the guys just aren't ready or Bowles doesn't want to put that out there for tape. Don't know, but it looked pretty much just like our defense has always looked. Yeah, the missed tackles, there was one play in particular where the Steelers guy ran through like three of our guys. It reminded me of that play with Samuel. Yeah, Yeah. you know exactly what I was talking about. The one where there were seven missed tackles. Yeah, it was really similar. I had PTSD, in fact. <laughs> Ryan Griffin. Yes, he's my other one. I don't know how he's had a job this long. Now, when we were watching the game, I was just flabbergasted. I was like, this is horrible. He is horrible. And then I couldn't believe that he went, he completed 26 out of 43 passes for 330 yards and a touchdown. I was blown away. I was like, no way. I did not see that. Tanner Hudson and Spencer Snell were making him look good. But then on rewatching it, he threw some good passes. But the problem I have with him is his pocket awareness was not good. He was throwing the ball and it was very soft. I mean, he and some of them were just arced way too high. 
And then, and this is probably due to the fact that he threw 43 passes. I thought we weren't going to do that. Right. That with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, he was just throwing ducks, man. I mean, he, some of them were just falling 10 yards in, in front of I him. I know. He had receivers 10 yards away from him, and he's under-throwing them. How do you even do that? I feel I think, like I could throw a 10-yard pass. I think his arm was just dead. Wore out. Maybe. And then other times he's completely overthrowing the receivers. Yeah, for the, the last play of the game or when we tried the two-point conversion to tie it up, I mean, he threw the ball. The running back was five yards in front of him, and he threw the ball, and it, it went about two yards. <laughs> I don't I mean, I'm, I'm making these numbers up, but it was just it just fell flat. And it, uh, that happened a lot where the ball just fell flat. He threw one bomb towards the end there that probably had a hang time of about 13 seconds. It went way up in the air. It was end over end, and it just—I mean, everybody was just kind of sitting there watching it. It was a horrible pass. He, he threw some really, really bad passes, and everybody was like, "Oh, he did really good." And I'm like, "No, no he did not. He did not at all." Even BA was talking about up with John. I don't get that. I saw he threw some good passes, and especially to, to to start off with, he was playing good, but he he just couldn't handle pressure well at all. I mean, he didn't know what to do, and he, that's when he fumbled the one time because they started chasing him, and he was like, Ugh! and then that one time he, he got, he was getting sacked, and he was spinning around, and he just threw the ball, and it got a intentional grounding call. Now, they had him listed as having no interceptions, but that's not true. He did have an interception. He was going for a two-point conversion and threw the ball. Steeler guy, it was a slant. Steeler guy stepped in front of it, intercepted the ball. But I guess they don't count that in the stats because it wasn't a turnover in possession. Don't know. Don't know why they didn't count that as an interception. Right. But yeah, not not impressed with Ryan Griffin at all. You know, but then again, you could say, you know, 43 passes is a lot for a guy that's never started an NFL game. But, you know, hey, that's that's what you get paid for. At this point, I'm praying for Blaine Gabbert, which is something I never thought would ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> I know. He looked pretty good. He did look good. But unfortunately, the offensive line when he was in there looked like crap. They pulled him early because I guess another backup got hurt during the preseason. I don't know who it was. B.A. was talking about it. The first team looked really good. We moved down the field efficiently. Mm-hmm. Peyton Barber, he was av- averaging like six yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the running backs did pretty good, except Andre Ellington in pass blocking. He was crap. Really? Yes, yeah, so there was two times I saw where he just whiffed, just got beat. Will Golston, I don't know if you noticed... He looks thick, man. I mean, that guy's, you know, he's always been lean, kind of a tall guy. But now, I mean, he filled out in the center. I mean, his, I mean, he's not fat. He just looks thick now. That's good because I saw him belly flop on one play. <laughs> he needed, he needed some armor. little cushion there. <laughs> but he's going to be playing a lot of defensive tackle, so I guess they told him to thicken up. We knew he had gained weight, but I didn't even recognize him until I saw the number. And I went, holy crap, he looks thick. He ended up getting shaken up at a... About 6.43 in the first quarter. Don't know if he played anymore after that. I didn't pay attention. But he wasn't on the injury report or anything. Number 70, Holcomb, offensive lineman. He didn't play too good. He had a couple of bad plays. that I, I haven't gone through all of it and did a full analysis yet. But just what I got through up until the second quarter, he had some bad plays. Warford, he had a couple bad plays. Cole Boozer had a couple bad plays. Evan Smith had just about every play was bad. The first team offensive line I thought looked really good. But again, none of the defensive Yeah, that's true. Steelers started. Can we talk about Donovan Smith for a second? <laughs> yeah. He looks really lean. He it's that vegan diet, man. Yeah. 
That that leanness didn't stop him from getting pancaked by no, Devin Bush. No, he did get knocked on his ass one time. Yeah, that was and, bad. and the, the Steelers the Steelers fans made a gif of it and put it on Twitter. Oh no! And added Donovan Smith. They and Donovan Smith didn't reply to him, but he was like, "That's brave for you to mention me in that." And he, but he basically said Devin Bush didn't do anything. He didn't make the tackle, which is true because it looked like Donovan Smith held him, <laughs> grabbed hold of him as <laughs> he was falling leg. down. <laughs> But I thought the effort was there. I watched Donovan chase down a play at one point. Yeah. He, he couldn't have done anything to help the play, but he was still down the field. Right, but it was first quarter, too. I mean, you know, he only played one series. Right. By the end he of the game. He didn't have time to loaf. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. Alex Kappa looked good. That beautiful blonde hair. I want to call him <laughs> Fabio. Like, it's all, you can just see it flowing. It, like, flies in the wind when he's been over. <laughs> Uh, Ledbetter played well. Nacho played well. Perriman, we got him to replace Deshaun Jackson, and it doesn't appear he got the memo. <laughs> Here's, he's running in the Deshaun Jackson school of receiving. Yes, yeah, so it's like if it's not right in my hands, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try. That I think he had one target that was maybe a couple yards in front of him, and he didn't even try, didn't even try. to get it. Yeah. That was infuriating that was, to Yeah, me. that was my first thought. I was like, great, we got another Deshaun Jackson Yeah, here. maybe he just didn't know it was coming. Or he lost it in the lights. Maybe. The referees threw a lot of flags, man. We had 14 penalties against us for 112 yards. Offense had eight for 34 yards. The defense had five for 42 yards. But the special teams had five for 36 yards. So everybody yeah. contributed. The MEs, that's what BA calls them, mental errors. And speaking of the mental errors, Joe Buck's fan just came out with an article where BA said that there were 37 mental errors on offense, and it was mostly the young receivers. So probably like Tanner Hudson running the wrong route. (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't get like a a mulligan for the one-handed catch in the end zone? I don't know. Would be a good question. Joe Bucks fan said, and I'm with him on this one, they wish that he would release the accountability sheet so we could see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The We're watching the game, and Molly is going, why is Peyton Barber playing on the defense? I was like, what? She said, 25 is out there playing on defense. And then she goes, well, maybe it's not 25. You, yeah, I can't read these damn numbers. Maybe I'm dyslexic. Right, yeah. So then we saw a 52, and we were like, oh, well, maybe that's what you were seeing, and you just saw it backwards or something. But no, there is a 25 on defense, safety Lucas Dennis, and he did play, and that's the same number Peyton Barber has on offense. So I found that interesting. I think they can do it just in preseason, because they probably don't have enough numbers. That's a good point, yeah. I think we say this every year. I think it happens every year, and we go, why is he got that same number? Probably. But they don't ever give out the retired ones or the unofficially retired ones. Hmm. They're not that desperate for numbers. They'll just double you up. We're going to be doing joint practices with the Dolphins this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. They're coming to Raymond James Stadium to practice with us. I hope we get to see some good fights. (laughs) That's what happened. I want to say, I don't know if it was the Texans. I feel like it was a blue team like that. But they got into it. It was like a fist fight, and like the whole team is out there. Wasn't that with a swear engine? Swearinger? Would not surprise me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was swearing when he was with Was that this team. year? No, that was. No, no, there was one this season I with the, the joint the, practice. Uh, the Raiders and Rams got into a fight. Yeah, maybe that was it. I don't know if it was a full team scrum, though. Back to the preseason game, though. 
I think Jameis Winston looked good. He was very calm, relaxed, made good decisions, for just for the one series he was out there. Yeah. But he did look good. And the running game was going well, too. Yes. Peyton Barber, he had some good runs. Rojo looked all right. They kept Noah Spence out there for quite a while, I think almost the first half. They did that, Cutter did that with him, too, in preseason the past couple of years. They would have Noah Spence out there for a long time. And then they would never start him during the season. I just, I worry that what I saw, it was funny because we, you know, we're all excited about the game. I mean, you know, the, the night before, you're all excited. You, we got up, we're, you know, it's football, it's football. And, you know, you get everything ready and you, the game comes on, you're all hyped up. And that first drive, we just smacked them in the face, drove right down the field, scored a touchdown. I and mean, we were ecstatic. We were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just, kind of got deflated from there, you know. So by the end of the game, you know, we're both just kind of hunched over. <laughs> like, what? this is just like last year's football. We'll be able to tell better week three when the starters are out there for a majority of the time, hopefully. I did not like the, just the way the defense was giving up these big, big passes and not tackling. And <sighs> I will say I'm less optimistic after... This game. Not me. We're still going to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like preseason, although it doesn't really count for anything, it does set the tone for your season. And I think it's a very good indicator as to how your team's going to play. Right. Because, yes, we have second and third stringers out there playing, but they're going up against second and third stringers, too. Yes. Yeah, so, so I don't feel like that's a reason that you can be bad. A lot of those second and third string guys are going to be starters on our team when people get hurt and stuff. So, you know, you want them to be out there playing well. I watched the Minnesota Saints game. It's night and day between what they look like and what we looked like. I mean, they looked like professional football teams that were out there playing, even their second and third string guys. And I'll tell you, man, that quarterback for New Orleans Hill, yes, man, he is just really good. He, he just, he looks like, Drew Brees, when he's throwing, but he's stronger and faster. I mean, he's a stronger and faster Drew Brees. If they pull a Green Bay Packers or a Patriots, you know, where they go from one great quarterback to the next, I'm just going to, I'm just going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he played very well. They, they ended up getting beat by Minnesota, who looked really good. I just hope in the Bucks case, it has more to do with the age of the guys that they're just young, need to get the jitters out. I hope so. And everything's new. It's a new system, new coaches. Right. Right. In Minnesota and New Orleans, they've had several years in the system. Lots of consistency. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm all doom and gloom. No. I was just a little disappointed. I thought the secondary would show up better. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to see something from that defense. Yeah. The defensive line scared me a little bit, especially the interior where you have... Carl Nassib and Noah Spence kind of pinch in the quarterback and he can just go up in the middle. Mm -hmm. What good does that do us? Yeah. Yeah, Sue looked okay. He was only out there for, I think, four or five snaps. Right. I'm really excited to get Vita back because I don't think that's not going to happen when he's in there. No. So maybe it's not a concern, but then we are dealing with Vita's injury. So Yeah, so if he gets injured, yeah. then we, we, can't, we just can't rely on one guy like that. Right. When you know backups to step it up. And Bo Allen didn't play, did he? No, I didn't see him. Okay, so he's Vita's backup, so 
maybe we're fine there. We just haven't seen him. The linebackers, I don't really have a concern there. We've got a significant amount of depth there. Buchanan, he had a good tackle, a few good tackles. Minter played well. Yeah. Devontae Bond was playing really well, and then he just kind of looked like he got gassed out or something towards the end. That's the thing, too. These guys, you got to get acclimated to the game again. At the end of the game, it was interesting. I wanted to see if Bruce Arians and Mike Tomlin would exchange words at the end. And they did. Bruce Arians came out and smiled at him and hugged him and all that. I was like, man, I want to see if throw blows or something. <laughs> I guess it's water under the bridge with those guys. It'll be like Shiano and Tom Coughlin getting each other's faces. Mm-hmm. I'd like or, to see that. Uh Sean Payton and Shiano. Dirk Cutter. Really? Yeah, remember when he grabbed Dirk Cutter and like did Oh the- yeah. Ugh. But Dirk's like embarrassing. He's like a beta. <laughs> he wasn't gonna fight back. <laughs> Yeah, Peyton was just, like, tossing him around with that handshake. Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. All right, next game is Friday. We're going to have a podcast out Wednesday, and we'll have one out Friday. Then we'll have the game review out next Monday, just like we're doing now. I'll do a preview on Friday. Okay. Like Sounds we did good. last week. Mm-hmm. We'll have some information for you for about the practices coming up with the Dolphins. We're going to stomp them in the ground. We're definitely going to beat the Dolphins. Absolutely. We're definitely going to beat Isn't that where? Ryan Fitzpatrick is? Yes, and he's starting to. <laughs> Supposedly, he started last week. It's still a quarterback, quarterback controversy, but he'll probably start. I don't know. They, they might. I think he'll want to start against us. Yeah, I think we're going to put him on his butt. Or he'll throw 400 yards <laughs> and five touchdowns. Come on, think positive here. <laughs> Just always seems to happen to us. I don't want to end on that note, so let's say something <laughs> positive. Why didn't we go for it on... Why don't we do an onside kick? There was 10 seconds left. We were down by two, and we kicked the ball off. Basically just ended the game. Yeah, I don't think. You would think they would just at least practice an onside kick. Right, yeah. How about Matt Gay with that 55-yarder? That was a good one. Longest field goal at Heinz Stadium ever, which that kind of surprised me. So, yeah, it would really, really surprise me if he's not our starting kicker. At the training camps, there are guys actually, or people in the stands, fans. Are giving him standing ovation. Yeah, and they're standing up to watch him do it. And He kicked a 64-yarder at camp today. That's I think it was 64. It might have been 62. 60-plus yards. So we've got that going for us. There you go. Positive end note. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. We've got a game Friday night. We're going to beat the mess out of the, the, the fins. Cook up some sushi. But until next time, go Bucks!